guys, this is your girl Wakaji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakaji Kamore. Oh my gosh, it's been such a, a long time since I recorded my last podcast. It's been such a journey. I went to YouTube. I've been enjoying that space. Um, but I really still do love the podcast because the podcast it means that I can record from anywhere um, and I can share my thoughts from anywhere. So anyway, Karibuni Sana, Happy New Year. It's the year 2022. I started this podcast in 20, I think 2019. And it's been such a journey. Um, There's a year that I I don't think I recorded any podcast. I think 2021, I didn't do any podcast or maybe I did only one. Uh, But God has been faithful because I've been in other spaces. And um, I believe that, you know, God's word is still being shared in different spaces. So yeah, Karibuni Sana, welcome to 2022. It's been, uh, what, uh, 12 days gone into 2022. I hope you've settled in. I hope you've taken in space. Take up space in 2022. You know, like you're about to be peperushwad. No, like take space and just occupy some space in 2022. Um, I hope that your year has started on well. Mine has started on well. I'm a little bit chilled, uh, which is great. Um, I've always had this desire, this is just something that I've been thinking about. I've always had this desire to share the, the, the word of God and to, to talk about the Bible from the beginning, from the front cover to the, <laughs> to the back cover. So that people can just experience the stories that are in the Bible and some of the things that happen in the Bible that are ridiculous and some things are just like out of this world that happened, especially in the Old Testament. Like my Old Testament for me is like, it's like a movie it's like a series and it's it's just sometimes so interesting and also because the word of god is alive and it's active and it's powerful there's always lessons to learn there's always a way that you learn more about god there's always a a way that you learn about um you know how to apply it in life and to just see where that uh journey takes us like reading the bible from the beginning to the end rather me speaking about the bible from the beginning to the end so um the other thing that i would like to do is to I mean, as, as I do that is to, to share the Bible from beginning to end from like how the events happened. Like uh, it's called what chronological, um, like how the events happened from the beginning to like what started, what book started, what story started, what and then what happened next and then what happened next. So something that I found so interesting as I was, you know, looking at the chronological Bible is that the book of Job. Uh, which is somewhere in Old Testament, actually happened like somewhere in between Genesis. It happened like almost immediately like after creation, um, maybe after like Akina, somewhere between between uh, Adam and, I don't know whether it's Adam and Noah or Adam and Abraham, somewhere in between there is where Job actually happened. And I found that so interesting because I was like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. But there are many people who don't know that. And I, I, I mean, it would be interesting to just share that and to just, you know, um, shine a light on that and the things that actually happened in the Bible and the events in the way they happened in the Bible. So anyway, today I would like to share about Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. This is a very, uh, I feel like every time someone says, oh, I want to read the Bible from the whole Bible <laughs> from beginning to end, they always start with Genesis. So I feel like everybody knows the story of Genesis. Everybody knows the story of creation because you always start at Genesis. It's like a Bible this whole year. So you start from Genesis and then somewhere, Uko Kifika Kings. 
<laughs> things just go south and then next day you start again from genesis so this is this the story of creation is a story that is well known to many people but i'm just going to share some of the takeouts that i have from uh, genesis chapter 1 and genesis chapter 2 so in the, these two chapters god created the heaven the earth the plants the animals and man in 6 days um, and I mean, this, the book of Genesis opens a Bible with the story of creation. The earth was formless, it was empty and dark, it was covered with deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God created the world by speaking into darkness. He called things to be, He called in light, He called light to be, He called the sky, He called land to be, He called vegetation and all the living creatures over the six days. Like He just spoke into that mess that was formless, empty, and dark. And he just called things to be. And each day, he actually pauses to pronounce his work as good. Like, you know, like the way you've, you've worked the whole day and you're like, yeah, I've actually done some pretty good work. That's how God used to do it. Like, every day he would pause and say, like, everything I've created is great, is good. And then on the sixth day, God declares his intentions to make um, a being in his, in his own image. So he created humankind. That is in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. He fashioned out a man out of dust and forms a woman out of the man's rib. And then he places these two people, Adam and Eve, in the idyllic garden of Eden, Eden, uh, encouraging them to procreate and to enjoy the, the created world fully. And then he forbid them from eating the tree uh, of knowledge of good and evil, which was a tree like in the middle. And uh, so that's just Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And let me tell you what my personal takeouts are. I like the fact that God spoke everything to being, to being like he spoke, he created everything by just speaking. I like the fact that, um, I like, I learned the fact that, um, I mean, he created us in his image and the Bible says that God is a spirit and so we are. So sometimes I remember when I was a child going through Sunday school and I mean, uh, being told that God created us in his image. So I used to wonder, Sasa Suraya, God then like how does his face look like like does he have like hands like mine fingers like mine and it, like it seems to be so like as a child i just couldn't grasp grasp that but as an adult i grasp uh, the fact that god is a spirit so he has created us with spirit He's, he breathed his spirit in us so every person that he created every human being has the spirit of god in him um because that is how he created us um in his image and god is a spirit he's not like someone who has a face and you know it's not like has a, like a body he's a spirit and so he created us in that way and that that god's intention the other takeout is that god's intention was to have us be fruitful and to have us govern and dominate the earth and then that god gave us a free will and he told us uh, you can eat every other tree here but muscula imti <laughs> like he just gave us free will i was i would imagine that okay first me if i was god i would just be like let's can we just remove this tree from here can it just not exist like can it be elsewhere so that people don't see it so that people don't eat it but god gave us free will some of the applications or some of the ways that i would apply this uh the things that i learned from chapter one and chapter two would be just like the earth was empty formless and dark my life sometimes 
would not sometimes my life would actually remain in its status quo my career would remain in, in its status quo my finances would remain like that my you know my family would remain as it is until i speak until i call out until i declare until i confess the things that i would like to say in it so one of the things that i have been challenged by um, genesis chapter 1 and 2 is to just basically declare the things that i want to see in my life basically declare the things that i want to see in my finances this, this declare the things that i would want to see happen in my family there are people in my family i would like to for them to give their lives to christ um there are people in my family i would like to see them progress even further there are things in people like um like my sisters are trusting god for and i would just like to, to see that happen and to just declare that and to declare the things that i would like to see as far as my health is concerned declare the things that i'd like to see as far as my house is concerned and the things that happen in my house uh declare the things that i would want to see in my businesses in um you know in my day like just command the day and just declare the things that uh, i would like to see otherwise things will just remain empty formless and dark um, and the spirit of god is already hovering like the spirit of god is waiting it's just like ah, can someone just declare something i want to work with something <laughs> you know and um, i i sometimes i imagine that the spirit of god is just like hovering around me and it's just waiting for me to declare something uh something that is actually in the will of god so that it can say finally i have something to do so finally someone is giving me a task finally someone is giving me something to do so yes my challenge is declare the things that you would like to see otherwise they will just remain in their status quo and then you'll be wondering how come me i'm not progressing it's because you're not declaring and you're not calling out the things that you would want to see Another thing is I learned from Genesis chapter 1 and 2 is that there's nothing evil about being fruitful and being rich and governing and dominating the spaces that God has placed me in. That was basically God's intention. There's nothing to apologize for. There's nothing to to feel sorry for, to feel like, oh gosh, I feel like now I'm God's favorite. Me, I'm just the one who's uh, nini and my some you know like you just feel like you have to apologize for the for the life that god has given you and for the spaces that you have dominated and the places that you have gone and governed and being fruitful in and then you just feel like you have to apologize for that there is no reason to apologize for anything because it was already god's intention for us to be fruitful for us to govern and for us to dominate the spaces that he has placed me place placed us in the other application that I learned, uh, which is something that most people don't like to hear, is that every blessing, everything that God gives us, every, uh, every I don't know, let me just call them blessing, every blessing that God give, gives us requires a level of obedience. It has like terms of engagement. You can't just be at your over there sitting and just being blessed, 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 and you are not doing anything. Like the, you don't have any terms of engagement. The terms of engagement that God just blesses you and you, you do nothing. That's not the way it is. Every blessing requires a level of obedience. It, every blessing has a term of engagement. And I mean, for the blessing that Adam and Eve received for the for the garden, they were told, I mean, you guys can be fruitful. You guys can do the things that you want to do. You can dominate over the things that I have created. But... You can cool out all the trees that are here, but do not cool out this tree. Do not eat the fruits from this tree. So that was the level of, 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 of obedience that God required from them. That was the terms of engagement for this blessing that they had received. And this is actually pretty cool because then they had received the blessing before 
now they needed to be obedient like the blessing came first sometimes in most instances the obedience is required first the terms of engagement is required first for us to get the blessings and for us to receive the blessings so you know just sit there and just expect god to do stuff for you and you are not there's no you have no level of obedience like god asks you to do something and you're just like nah sifani so every blessing requires a level of obedience um, and every blessing has its terms of engagement and that is it guys that is the things that i have learned from genesis chapter one and two see you next time and my challenge is i read the word for yourself guys read the word like the word will blow your mind and if reading is hard for you um how about listening just find an audio bible for me the the, the best audio bible that i can listen to is esv version I really like listening to the ESV version because I feel like it's it's closest to Amplified, it's closest to King James, um, so I can actually get the the the, the stories as as they're actually written like in King James. My best reading version is the easy to read version. That's the one I read when I'm reading, not when I'm listening when I'm reading. But when I'm listening, I listen to the ESV version and I find it very very interesting. It's simplified, but it's like the closest. Uh, to King James according to me rather but yeah do enjoy reading the Bible listen to it as in man the word of God just makes such a big difference in, in my heart for me it has made such a big difference in my life and I pray that it makes a big difference in your life see you guys next time bye it's been a pleasure Hi guys, this is your girl Wakeji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakeji Kamore and we are in chapter 5 of Genesis. Today we're going to be discussing or rather I'm going to be giving a summary of Genesis chapter 5 and 6 and giving my personal takeouts and application. But before I do that, I would just like to to say a few things to say that um if you would like to be able to know exactly when I post or I don't know whether people get notifications in Anchor in this podcast things, honestly. But what you can do is that you can uh, favorite my podcast. That way, every time you are ready to listen, you just go to Anchor FM and then you can look for my podcast and then you can listen to other episodes that I have posted. Second is that I post every day at 6 a.m. Uh, every day at 6 a.m. there's a new podcast. We're discussing a new, we're rather giving a summary of a new chapter. So check it out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I keep wondering whether I'm sending the links uh, is a nuisance, but I'm hoping that it is not. I'm just going to trust that it is not uh, just so that you guys can get it. So anyway, let's get into Genesis chapter 5 and 6. So in Genesis chapter 5 uh, is listed the family history of the line of sons. Uh, please note the daughters are not later written. Uh, <laughs> Let us just note that it's a line of sons from Adam all the way to Noah. And then we see in that line of, uh, of, of sons that there are 10 generations from Adam to Noah. During the passing of these 10 generations, humankind becomes more evil and evil and corrupt and it just grieved God that he had created man and there he makes plan to destroy humankind and all living things um, completely. However, one man, Noah, had earned God's favor because he was blameless and he was righteous before God. 
So God spoke to Noah and promises to establish a special covenant with Noah and his family. He instructs Noah to build an ark or a, or a boat. Let's call it a big boat. A big boat. <laughs> or a nini or a cruise ship. Let's call it a cruise ship. Yeah, it sounds like that. To build a cruise ship <laughs> large enough to hold Noah's family and a pair of every kind of living animal while God sends a great flood to destroy the earth. So Noah does so. So Noah goes ahead and creates this um, amazing big cruise ship. <laughs> so anyway, in my in my personal takeouts from Genesis chapter 5 and 6, is that in the history line, there was a man called Enoch. Um, and Enoch is said that he walked with God and God took him. He was the first man to not die. As a matter of fact, if you look at the if you look at the, um, the history line and how it's been it's been uh, written in the Bible, it says someone, someone, someone begat someone, someone, someone. Okay, let me just read for you. And says so Adam lived 930 years and he died. Then he died. Um, Seth lived 912 years. Then he died. And then it says, so everybody is written, then he died, then he died, then he died, then he died. But for Enoch, it says, Enoch lived 905 years. Uh, Enosh, wait, Enoch. <laughs> there, there was Enosh and then there was Enoch. Um, Enoch lived, uh, wait, where is Enoch? <laughs> oh yeah, Enoch, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. And one day, uh, Enoch was walking with God and he disappeared because God took him. First, I feel like Enoch lived like the least years uh, compared to these other people who lived 900 and something years, 960 something. So God was like, hey, you guys, you're, you're my friend. Ah, come, come to Ishinawewe Ukuju. Machaku struggle, chini. So yes, he was the first man to not die. Uh, and then also in chapter five, I noticed that the man who lived the longest was called Methuselah. Yeah, maybe we should name a child Medusela. Medusela. He was the son of Enoch and he lived 969 years and he was the man who lived the longest. And then at the beginning of chapter 6, that God reduced the years that man would live to 120. God said, uh, my spirit will not be with man forever because uh, he's just flesh. So he will only live 120 years. So that's the point where the, the age was reduced to 120 years. And that's why... If you know me, I know you know that I keep saying I will live to 120 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to live my full life to 120 years. Anyway, and then also that Noah was a righteous man and blameless in his generation. And how I, I choose to apply the things that I have learned in Genesis chapter 5 and 6 is to have a close fellowship with God and to choose a life that is righteous and blameless even in the midst of an evil world i can only imagine how hard it was for noah to live um you know a blameless life in a in a world that was so evil and in the middle of people that were so evil that god wanted to wipe them out like god was like i am done with these humans i am going to wipe them out and i'm so sad that i created them yet there was a man there who was found blameless and righteous that is how i want i want to be counted of those that will be found righteous and blameless even in a time when the world is so evil and the people in it are so evil the other thing that I, I would like to to apply and just to keep remembering is that there is a reward for having a close fellowship with God. I mean, look at Enoch. Uh, the guy was taken by God. He didn't even die. He was just like, ah, you. 
you're too cool <laughs> now come let's be walking in heaven and then there was noah who was blessed and everybody else was wiped out apart from him and his family like there's always a great reward for having a close fellowship with god and that's that's it that those are that's uh, genesis chapter 5 and uh, 6 those are the things that those are my personal takeouts and how i would like to apply the word in my day-to-day life thank you so much for listening and see you tomorrow as we um as we cover genesis chapter 7 Bye. Hi guys, this is your girl Wakeji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakeji Kamore. So today we're going to be covering Genesis chapter 7, 8 and 9 and the reason why I'm combining this is because they are basically the same story. And this is a story where Noah had finished building the big ark <laughs> or as I'm calling it, the cruise ship. <laughs> um, and now it was the time when Noah needed to enter to enter it and the animals. So in these chapters, Noah's family and the animals enter the ark and the rain falls in an overflow for 40 days. It submerged the earth in water for more than a year. It was a more, it was actually more than a year. When the water finally resides, God calls Noah's, fa- Noah's family out of the ark and reaffirms his covenant with Noah. Upon exiting the ark, Noah's family find the earth that is moist and green again. God promises that from this fertile earth will follow an equally fertile lineage for Noah and his family. But humankind must follow certain rules. As I had mentioned in chapter Genesis chapter 1, is that every blessing comes with a level of obedience. So in a, humans must, must not eat meat with blood still in it. And everyone who murders another human must be killed. I know. <laughs> God vows never to destroy the earth again. And he designated the rainbow to be a symbol of this covenant. In chapter 9, God blesses Noah and his sons and say to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Please note that because we will we'll see it. We will see how they decided to not do this <laughs> in a few chapters to come. So the, the command, I don't even think this is like a blessing. This was an instruction. This is what you're going to get out of this ark and do. You're going to be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. And then one night, um, after they had left the, uh, the ark, Noah becomes drunk because now after Noah left the ark, he became a farmer and was farming vineyards. <laughs> he was having like vineyards and vineyards. Um, that's what he was farming. So Noah became drunk and he lied in naked in his tent. Ham, one of his son sees his, his nakedness, um, and tells his brothers Shem and Japheth. So Shem and Japheth cover their father without looking at him. And when Noah woke up, he curses Ham's dis- Ham and his descendants, the Canaanites. And Ham's, for, for Ham's, uh, you know, disres- disrespect and in- indiscretion. What? Big words at 6 a.m. <laughs> Declaring that he, they will serve the future descendants of Ham's brothers. Is that his, okay. Ham, the descendants wake, wakakuwa cast. So that they can serve the descendants of Shem and Japheth, who are not cast. So my personal takeout is that first God repeats the initial command that he had given Adam and Eve. Remember that at this point he had wiped out all the other human, humans apart from Noah's uh, family. So he still needed the earth to be populated. So he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So he repeated the initial command that he'd given Adam and Eve. 
in Genesis chapter 9 verse 3, God now gives every moving thing that lives to be food for us <laughs> for us. You know, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 29, God gave us every plant that yields seed as food. Like he gave us plants. We were we were vegans <laughs> from Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 all the way to genesis chapter 9 verse 3 where he said now you can live eat every moving thing that lives for food just don't eat it when it still has blood as in eh, now i get up to eat weird things like snails and locusts and what well, i get it but me i'm just happy that now i can eat choma and from this point onwards <laughs> And the other thing that I was on my personal takeout is that disrespect attracts curses. Ham disrespected his father and his generations and generations after that were cursed. How am I applying this? Um, I'm applying this by knowing that I should be respectful, by striving to be respectful, especially to people that I relate with on a daily basis. Let me tell you, one of the, one of the things that um, God is reminding me in this season is on my, my our firstborn sister says that sometimes i disrespect her which is it could be true it is true <laughs> sometimes you know when your sisters and you're used to joking around together you forget that eh who you the first born by the way who you the mama for who you let especially for us because our parents passed on when i was pretty young so that means my uh, first born pretty much brought me up so she's pretty much pretty much my second mom so she says that sometimes i i argue with her or you know so, how this word is, um, I'm going to apply it, is being respectful to her. That I know that, yeah, there's the abundance. We can joke, we can laugh, we can pick our stories. Uh, but there are places where I just need to be more respectful. And more respectful to even my clients, more respectful to the people that I relate with, even as I serve God. Just being more respectful. And as, for me, I, I feel like because i went to school pretty young everybody i was in school with everybody i was in class with was always older than me and all my friends are actually most are all older than me <laughs> so because we i relate with older people and like we laugh and that sometimes i can forget the boundaries so my my application from this word is to be more respectful and to always remember that you know ris- disrespect will always attract a curse so anyway, yeah, that's that's Genesis chapter 7, 8, and 9. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm still encouraging you guys to go and read the word for yourself or listen to the word for yourself. Like the stories are out of this one. Any what I'm giving you guys is like a drop in the ocean. You should just go and listen and just hear how amazing and how <laughs> amazing these stories are. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow I will be covering Genesis chapter 10 and 11. See you tomorrow. Bye.